Welcome to Come Queens, the pussy positive podcast challenging cultural norms around our bodies, sexuality, and pleasure so that we can smash the fucking patriarchy one conversation at a time. I'm Grace. And I'm Charlotte. And on this week's episode, <laughs> we talk about natural and non-hormonal birth control options. Do you want to start with the very, very natural, the herbs, the herbs? The herbs. Well, yeah, my sister actually was just telling me about that. My sister is in Bolivia right now in the jungle, and she says, but she doesn't know, like, the word for it because they speak a different language. Uh, It's hard to translate it. Um, But they have some plant that they take, and they say it prevents pregnancy for three months in the, the indigenous Chamani people that she lives with. Oh, for th- is it? Do they make it like a tea and they drink it every day? Or I don't know. She just said that they eat some kind of plant. Yeah, and they know three months. That's a long time. Yeah. Did so. What what kind of herbs do you have? Uh, thistle. Thistle. Yeah, I got thistle too. The- uh, used by certain Native American tribes, they make it into a hot tea. But that seems like that could cause infertility. Is right. So that's if you want to. That's like, total control. Not have babies at all. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a pretty permanent solution. So also the same with the stone seed root, which can cause permanent sterility. So I'd be careful with that one. Also, some Native American tribes have used it. Dakota, Shoshone. Um, they make it a. Cold infusion and inhale the smoke of the root. Yeah, it seems like roots are a big part of it. I was also watching a video (laughs) of uh, these women in Nigeria who were making like this root. They didn't name what they were putting into it in the video, but they made like this root potion that you let sit for three days and then you drink it and it flushes your system and gives you some period of, um, you know, because we're not the first... I mean, it's not like when birth control happened, it was a f- it, it, the pill. It wasn't the first time people were trying to prevent pregnancy. Oh, no. People have been doing this since ancient Mesopotamia, Greece, Egypt, like fermenting, I think it's a acai berries and something else, and they would uh, soak wool in it, and it would ferment, and then they put it in their vagina, Ooh. and it would act as a spermicide. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I saw lemon juice for spermicide, too. Oh, really? As one. And then I also saw mm. wild carrot, but which is used in India a lot. And you take a teaspoon of that following sex and then every day for seven days. But that may be abortive. So if that's something that matters to you in right in your fertility choices, you might want to consider that. And then you got to remember to take it seven days after, a whole week. Yeah, it seems like then you just, why not, why wouldn't you just take it every day? Right. Maybe it doesn't taste that good. Yeah. <laughs> also ginger root, right? Yeah, which I had no idea. Well, I, that one made me think, like, I wonder if there are ever women, I wonder what degree it has an impact on fertility if you're trying to get pregnant. I know, I drink ginger tea all the time. Yeah. I was thinking that too, because people tell you uh, ginger is just good for you all around. So right, and it and it soothes a 
an upset tum-tum for sure. Right. I think it's probably just the dosage because they're saying four cups of ginger tea per day for five days to initiate menstruation. But I would imagine that that this list is in no way comprehensive and that probably in cultures all over the world, there are right. a ton of other, you know, just in different areas, people are probably aware of what natural foods and roots and herbs exist that could help um, help with this. But there, there's no statistics about it because, you know, it's mm-hmm. not a pharmaceutical company and they're not studying the effects of it. So... Right. I mean, we obviously can't. I also saw one called like neem seed, I think, too, was another one that they thought that could be used also in men to reduce their um, their fertility. And then, oh. yeah, and then it would take like six weeks to wear off after they were taking it. Wow. So that would be cool. That's that. Let's get some mean seed. That's still <laughs> that's still what I'm waiting for. Something that they right, could take. Right, a male contraceptive. Yeah. I have a a fun fact. Okay. Hit me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the ancient Minoans, Egyptians, Romans, Greeks use silphium. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but it's a fennel-like plant. It's now extinct. Um, But women would drink the plant's uh, seed, which are heart-shaped. And some people believe that that's the origin of our heart like the oh the common heart shape yeah so it was like not for love it's for fucking yeah wow so that's cool i really like that and i would love if anybody else was that fun if anybody has anecdotal too like if anyone has stories of like things in their family or anything that like anybody's passed down or said to you that hey this works um you know i think it's worth exploring you do you do have to be really careful about these things things because you could also like well accidentally make yourself infertile or um Mm -hmm. I would think you could poison yourself depending on I saw Queen Anne's lace is another thing that you can take too yeah I would definitely talk to somebody who has experience with herbs um maybe even your doctor before you start it's probably like, not going to be your doctor though doing it by yourself your, your doctor's yeah, just gonna like they're they're not gonna be cool maybe a your maybe a doula or your, something your herbalist Somebody like that your your lo- <laughs> herbalist your local herbalist yeah. we have a lot of those here there's it's it's a booming business in Asheville. another one that this is outside of the herbs but i've had somebody okay. anecdotally tell me works um is lactational infertility which is i know i so i didn't know about that yes well i mean i know the the thing that like people think they can't get pregnant while they're breastfeeding then they get pregnant while they're breastfeeding but i know Mm -hmm. (laughs) i know a woman who swears that this is like her main method of birth control that she used because she had well she had many children but they were spaced specifically like she planned each pregnancy and basically she would just nurse the the kid until then you know until she was ready to have the next one but you Mm -hmm. have to according to her you have to constantly like you can't pump your breast milk you can't you have to be available to constantly and exclusively feed the baby breast milk and whenever like they're hungry so you have to be with the baby all the time um Hmm. but 
but that has a one in 50. It's like that's the chances of getting pregnant, one in 50. So that seems pretty low. You know? Yeah, that's not bad. That's like a high effectiveness that's rate. Really, it's really interesting um, that you can't like do any cheats, like pump your milk or or anything like that. You exclusively have to go boob to mouth. Yep. Very interesting. There's a, there's a lot of like animal tendencies, I think, going on there. Like you're serving the purpose for the baby. Your body is like, okay, it's not time to get pregnant anymore. Yeah, I'm doing, it's doing this job for this. We got to sustain this life over here. But again, well, and I think we should just say in reference to any of the things that we discuss in, the, in this episode, it's like we're doctors. We're, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we have no, well, I mean, and there's not, there's not research on these things. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the problem is, is that you take a certain level of risk. Like if you really, really, really don't want to have a baby, you're going to take some level of risk by just attempting one of these methods. Yeah. Yeah. But also I think it's important to respect the fact that like there have been natural ways and there are natural ways to control your fertility or at least to influence it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might not be and foolproof. I think it, right. Sorry. What are you oh, saying? I was just saying it might not be like foolproof, but it, you know, does work. Right. To a degree. And there is something about like just knowing how your body works, fertility awareness methods, like just even if you're not using it exclusively to prevent pregnancy, I think just like getting to know your body more, your own menstrual cycle, paying attention to your uh, bodily excretions. I think it's important to see what's going on in there, like a self-check system. Well, and you feel like we get so out of touch. Well, particularly, and that's one of my bigger concerns when it comes to like the birth controls where you don't get your period ever or you don't only right. get it every three months. And there's something to me or for me that feels like that's like counteracting and, th- and that I would be in less touch with my body. Like as much as I dislike yeah. the experience of getting my period most of the time, I I do like that it is like a point in time that I can mark and I have an understanding. I mean, even just start since I started actually tracking just my period, then I know, okay, like right now I was saying today I've been really tired. I mean, I've been busy, but also I think it's because I'm about to get my period. So me too. Are we, are we syncing up even though they say that's not true? (laughs) I know they do say it's not true. I took my Nuva ring out two days ago. Yeah. So how long after so that do you get I'm s- it? I'm s- usually, so it's according to my period tracker app, I'm supposed to get it on Thursday. I'm four days out, it says. So we'll see. But I was actually like doing some very light spotting today. So I don't know what that's all oh. about. Interesting. But I had some rough Rona, Rona riding earlier this week. <laughs> so I don't know if that's what that was about (laughs) it was like delayed (laughs) I don't know yeah yeah it was crazy it was a crazy day (laughs) I it was hilarious I I was like did I hit my head on (laughs) on something yesterday that I just don't remember and our our friend was here and and my husband just looked at me like that was my (laughs) head on the 
<laughs> on the metal of our bed, and I was like, oh, sh- oh, oh shit. <laughs> but, Damn, you did go hard. Yeah, maybe that's maybe that's why I'm so tired. <laughs> but actually, the friend that was over, we were we were discussing the next method that I have here with, which is withdrawal, otherwise known as pulling out. Right. Which is still the oldest trick in the book. Yeah, I've never done it. Never. Oh, I have. Do you feel well? Because it's a lot of trust on the the on your part. It is because you. They have to know when it. So you and then where did they? Where did they go? Uh, stomach, 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 chest. chest. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'd be okay with that. Like not like a. I'm not, I don't have a problem with that in principle, but yeah, I've just, I've never, ever had that happen before. Yeah. Um, I don't suggest it. I think it definitely is. It's a gamble for sure. But they say it's the, the chance of pregnancy to 22 and a hundred, which honestly isn't that much worse than, yeah, that's not that much worse than your odds of getting pregnant from a, from a condom. It's not. 80, 85% versus yeah. 88% or 78%. Sorry. Mm-hmm. My math isn't happening today. But I mean <laughs> that's not that's not that substantial. Yeah. And I I think a lot of people use that method anyway. Especially young people. Yeah, it just never except for you. Never <laughs> crossed my mind. Well, uh, well, that's what should be said about all these methods, too. What they don't do in any way is prevent STDs, STDs. STIs, yeah. yeah. So, and that's that's always been, like, my primo concern. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, it's not a good one for that. But this friend of mine was like, man, you know, I've been getting off, I've been getting off scot-free for years. Like, people really use that as their, as their method. Wow, um, or they or was uh, the friend male? Okay, so I guess we so don't we don't know with certainty. He thinks he got off scot free for years. True, true. <laughs> <laughs> How would he know? But yeah, I um, I've really yeah. been I've really been super interested, I, and I've been reading a lot for a little while now about the just the fertility awareness method because. Mm-hmm. I'm coming up on, well, I guess that's another, that's another hormone-free form of birth control, but I have the copper IUD, and it lasts for 10 years, oh. and it's about to be, so there's no hormones in it, which is which is great, which is something I really liked about it, but it made my periods much heavier, and it's done me, right. it's done me a great service, like, thank you, copper IUD, I have 10 years, no worries. Nice. But... It's kind, it, you know, it has to come out this year, so I either have to put another one in. And I've really been exploring like these fertility awareness methods because, to me, there are a lot of valid reasons, a lot of valid reasons, not to want hormonal birth control. Um, I mean, I, I was just like, eating. First of all, like, birth control causes cancer. <laughs> I mean, like, that's huge. But if you've if you've been on hormonal hormonal birth control for over ten years, I think it's like a sixty percent increase in your risk of ovarian cancer the longer that you're on hormonal birth control the longer or the more risk of of getting 
uh, cervical and ovarian cancer, I believe. Um, Shit. I've been on it since seventh grade. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it's cervical cancer. So 10% increased risk for less than five years, 60% with five to nine years, and double the risk with 10 or more years of use. I'm double. Yeah. I mean, and that's fucked up. I mean, because the truth is, is like, you know, it's easy to say, oh, we got that, you know, in some ways birth control has been so empowering to women, but in Mm -hmm. other ways, like, it's literally, like, that literally kills us. It increases your risk of heart attack. It increases your risk of stroke, particularly if you use nicotine on top of it. Mm-hmm. And by the and once you're over 35, I mean, think how long you'd have to use hormonal birth, hormonal birth control. That's so hard for me to say. Um, <laughs> but, like, but, you know, like, that's a long, I mean, I've been sexually active since I was, what, 16 years old? So 26, 36, 46, I mean, it could be 56, it, it could be 40 years right. of this stuff going into your system. Um, and I, I'm just not, I'm not down for it. And like they've, I mean, they've gotten better at it than when it first came out in terms of reducing the amount of mm-hmm. hormones that are in it. But I mean, and they still haven't had quite enough time to even know everything with that. So I don't know. I've just been like, is this what I want to keep doing? I mean, I know that I'm not going to go back to a hormonal birth control, but do I want to put in this? Do I want to do the IUD thing again? The insertion was painful. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if I'm responsible enough for this fertility awareness method, and that's what concerns you, me. Yeah, you have to be really on it. So I'm. Do- I know I'm not responsible enough for this. So basically the idea is that what your temperature your temperature changes when you ovulate. Right. So that's the basal body temperature um system for tracking your fertility. So your temperature dro- I didn't even know anything about this. I was like, "Oh, word. Your temperature drops 1 degree 12 to 24 hours before your ovary releases an egg, so that's your highest fertility period, and that lasts 48 to 72 hours after and then returns to normal. So I guess you take your temperature every day. And they say it's like when you first wake up and you can't even stand up, like you're supposed to just do it immediately. And this is where it would get especially tricky for me. It's supposed to be at the same time every day, so like I don't wake up – the same. I mean, mm. just this week, I've woken up anywhere between eight a.m. and two p.m. You know, yeah. And so, <laughs> and so that's like, so it has to be in that window and it, within like a two-hour time frame to be most accurate. And then, of course, like your health can affect your body temperature anyway. Like if you're sick, or I don't know if this is true, but I thinking maybe stress or any other kind of factors going on in your life. Well, it's not like you're going to be totally ignorant of when this time of the month might be, though. Like, right now, I know when right. I ovulate, kind of, from my... Uh, Thanks to... Uh, right, because period... I feel like everyone has a period app, at least. So you are doing some type of 
fertility awareness method. Oh, this from a previous episode. My mom's been listening and she's like, how did you remember that I used to write a P on my calendar? Did I ever tell you that? <laughs> she was like, <laughs> but uh, the uh-huh. old the old school period app. Um, nice. But but yeah, so it's well, and I think the other part that would be a challenge if if I could even get to the point of taking my temperature, which they do sell smart, smart femtech to do this for yeah. you so that's cool but mm-hmm. um i i asked my friend if the apple watch hat could take your temperature because there's some other technology that takes your temperature mm. because that's how they're tracking covid there's this app and so they can tell like just on averages of where people's temperatures are it's helping them track the increase or decrease of the virus oh. um but yeah, so then you have to not have sex during that time, and right. that's you have to abstain. Yeah, and that's or, the part. Or use condoms, another form. Right. Yeah, and that's the part that seems a little rough to me. <laughs> right. I mean, at first of all, I don't feel like I'm going back to condoms. I'm just not. Now, could I pull out plus spermicide? Let's talk. You know, I feel like that. I feel like pull out plus spermicide. And just get spermicidal lube. I'm I'm living my best lube life now anyway. I just switched to the spermicidal one in this, you know, and maybe be generous about what I think really? the window is. What? How is it? Have you had like a body reaction to oh, it? Oh, I haven't used spermicidal lube. I'm oh, saying I that like this is, that's what I would do. Got you, got During you. that okay. time. I don't know. I don't know how I react to spermicide. But I mean, I've never had a bad reaction to a condom and most condoms have spermicide on them. That's well, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, gosh, I'm looking for my sp- Well, I was on like a very hippie like website that was like totally against any kind of chemicals, and they were saying like spermicide has nonoxinol nine, right? Which is not good, right? Not great. It's not great for you. But the FDA and our government has deemed it safe. But dark? Did you say dark government? <laughs> is that the? No, I said our. Oh, I, let's is say, that the deep is state? The what do you do? You think the deep? <laughs> the deep does state. the deep state support? <laughs> They're trying to get everybody on this spermicide, man. Yeah, that's the conspiracy. But yeah, so I mean, it can cause irritation on genital tissues, and that can, of course, increase your risk for STDs. Um, I don't know. It just kind of spermicide weirds me out. In what way? I just imagine it being. I'm just like brought back to my memories of using um, the with the yeast infection, like the monostat stuff and that burned the shit out of my vagina so I'm sure it's not like a burning sensation but that's just what I picture anytime I think of like a a gel or a liquid going into my vagina but you like lube you're good with lube I do I do like lube I don't know and also spermicide the the name sounds very it's murder spermicide yeah yeah it is murder (laughs) (laughs) yeah I and I mean there are people who obviously don't want to use hormonal birth control for religious reasons too or for other personal or because their bodies some people's bodies have horrible reactions to birth control I have another friend who is like all condoms all the way just because like 
they tried different kinds of birth control and their body just reacted terribly to it. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's easy to say, oh, that's a good, but I mean, I know a lot of people are definitely allergic to spermicide, but they say that used, used well, the fertility awareness method can be, this is quite a range here, but 77 to 98% effective. Seems decent. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, it just seems worthwhile at some point. I don't know. I just, I really think that there is a lot more room in, like, I'm worried, I guess, that we're going to stop innovating when it comes to birth control. Because what, what more have we gotten, you know, since the pill? I mean, we have a few methods now, but, like, it's all, right. it's all hormonal. Yeah. I mean, there is a lot of, like you said, femtech and innovation around fertility awareness, like a lot of tracking your hormones, but that's more focused on getting pregnant. Right. I feel than preventing pregnancy, like the Mira monitor, which look pretty cool. I mean, it's like it's this these disposable sticks that you pee on. Um, then you stick it into their electronic reader, and then that connects to your phone, and that reads your hormone levels. Seems very fancy. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of stuff like that out there. But I see what you're saying. Like, just any other form of contraception is not... Uh, no one's studying it. I don't think. Yeah, and I don't think anybody's thinking, like, trying to figure out about... Well, and that's kind of how, with the FDA approval and everything... That's what's hard about Mm -hmm. herbs. It's like, well, there's so much room for people to take advantage when you talk about herbs in general for like people to make ridiculous claims and stuff like that. And Mm -hmm. then to end them for people to do dangerous things. But also there's no real method to actually see like, hey, I bet you these people haven't been using these with no validity for all of this time. You know, there has to be something that it's like work. I don't know. Like that it's working to some degree. And like. Right. I guess, or the, and we learned that they invented birth control starting with like wild yams. What if I just ate mad wild yams and then I'm good to go? <laughs> yeah, stock up on yams for <laughs> for COVID nineteen. Yeah, and and shit. I saw some article today. I mean, they're really trying to take away birth control coverage for health insurance, which sucks. So we might be all stuck with wild yams soon, and thistle. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> So what did you learn um, about the mucus? Because I read a little bit about it, but I I didn't learn like uh, what yeah. kind, what kind of mucus do I want? Right, that's the other. So that's another uh, awareness method you can take. And you can you can use you your- these together too. Like you would use you would you right. Would track- they say it works best if you do a combination mm-hmm. of all these, which makes sense. Um, so yeah, it. Well, I mean, this is doesn't seem that reliable though, because again, like. Your, our bodies are really susceptible to the environment, um, stress, anything that's going on in our lives. Like I know that my, um, and, and just your menstruation cycle, but they're saying that um, fertile mucus is supposed to be really stretchy and it should look like raw egg whites. So... That's when you're going to abstain from sex. See, but I know that. And like that's that's the time of the month when just the glob just comes out and you're like, "What?" Yeah. 
And you're like super horny. Yeah. Because your body's like, fuck, yeah. make those <laughs> <laughs> Right. And then you get your period after that. But yeah, I, I wasn't sure like when it's, when is a safe time to fuck? Well, you can it, only get pregnant for like at like six days a month at the a, most. I mean, that's so right. pretty much every other, t- I mean, every other time. I mean, but they always say like, don't have sex on your period. Don't think that you can't get pregnant. But it seems like you really can't get pregnant when you're having sex on your period. That's kind of what I'm thinking too, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it would have to be like some f- There's probably freak. a micro chance. Right. Of like another egg plopping down there. Right, like it just pops out. There's just a one-off weird thing. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I would just, I don't know. It also just got me to thinking too, like that I would love, I would love if we were at a place where like it wouldn't always be so horrifying that the, <laughs> that the thought of pregnancy wouldn't seem like such a threat to so many women's lives, you know? Like, <laughs> like I just wish that, I don't know, that we could be more supported in that so that it wouldn't, a pregnancy shouldn't have to destroy one's life. Like, especially, right. at, you know, at our, by the time we're our age, like it's one thing when we were younger, but now it just seems like it's unreasonable how hard it would then make our lives and change our lives because mm-hmm. yeah. we're not supporting women um, or supporting motherhood in any real way. And the fuck thing is, is it's all on us, too. Our life is going to be most impacted by a baby. It's all on us to make sure it doesn't happen to us. And yet we only have a couple ways of preventing pregnancy. All of Did which are de- female condoms? They're detrimental to us, too. Right. That, that oh, I, I saw on Reddit, it was like, birth control is like, do you want depression or do you want a baby? Oh, yeah. We forgot that depression is another. Oh, huge, huge part of it. Yeah. Maybe we're just depressed about all the extra cancer risk. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I did not read about the female condom. So I didn't even, I guess I kind of knew they were a thing. And then I saw a picture of it. I was like, oh, this is probably why they're not being used. Is it just like they're a bag not- for the inside? It's a bag. It's definitely not sexy. It's like a circle, that, and then it's a long bag tube that goes up in there. And the circle, it's like a rigid circle that sits on the outside on top of your labia majora. And uh, and they, in 2017, they made them prescription only in the U.S., which I thought was really interesting. So you can't even get them in drugstores or anything. Why? I wonder if that's because there was a lack of... Uh, want for these items prescription or? but it's just a condom i know it's a fucking condom bro isn't that all bizarre? it is is just straight latex it's yeah oh it's 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 not latex actually so it's for people who have latex allergies so it's made with some other kind of plasticky material probably polyurethane or something um but you can use it with all lubricants so there's no unlike male condoms which you can't right you can't use um right you can't use oil-based with them so you could use oil-based with a female condom you can wear it up to six hours before sex you could have it in there i don't know how comfortable that would be i don't i mean how uncomfortable would it be i mean we deal with like we shove a tampon or a menstrual cup up there like every right I mean, I but you have this circle sitting on the outside though uh, it's pretty large could that serve as like a dental dam (laughs) It's just there to hold it in place. 
Wow. So it doesn't slide too far in, I guess, or That you just don't suck it up in there by accident? It looks pretty cumbersome. Um, But, yeah, so the complaint was that the ring itself causes irritation and can reduce feeling. But, yeah, how fucking weird is that? Is that it's a prescription-based product now. Wow, that is super weird. And it's it's only one company uh, that I saw that makes them in the U.S. called Veru. And they also make this these wipes that um, can prevent for premature ejaculation. I didn't read what they were made up of because I, I was like, that's really... They I was probably, skeptical about that. They probably just... Numbing? Yeah, they numb. Yeah, but some then kind of numbing agent. Because you don't want to fuck that up. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's the deal with female condoms. I read a little bit about the sponge, which is something that I've always yeah. been interested in. Um, because, again, there goes Seinfeld teaching me about my, um, about sex. In is he a big sponge guy? Uh, no, Elaine, there's an entire episode where Elaine is, is trying to decide she, there's only so many sponges that she has and her favorite brand has gone off the market. And so she's trying to decide whether people are sponge worthy or not. Ah. I just want to say also RIP Jerry Stiller. He died this week. Um, and little Richard, but he wasn't in Seinfeld. Um, (laughs) it was a week. Yeah. Um, but I guess it's like a squishy plastic that you put in your vagina, which seems, that seems better, I would imagine, for the partner to be, like, pressing against that versus... Right. Um, because I did have issues with my IUD where I had to get the strings clipped on them because they were poking poking my partner. Ooh, really? Yeah, because there's, like, little strings that pop out of the bottom, you know, out right. of, like... And, uh, did yeah. it hurt or it was just distracting? And uh, I think I th- I've heard it hurt. Yikes. Um, I had it described as it felt like you were biting my dick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so the sponge, awesome. the sponge seems nice. And I think you can, you can buy them on, on the internet. And I yeah, think the, no prescription needed. They have spermicide in them too. Mm hmm. Yeah, I'd be open to the sponge. Yeah. If once I've tested spermicide on my vagina. Yeah, what do you think about that? Like, I'm saying, like, what if you, like, got all these all these methods together to work together? Like, how about you, you know, mm-hmm. ch- check that mucus, track, right. that, track that basal body temperature. Do it. Then during, the, during your fertile window, if you're not abstaining, you can pull out and, and use a sponge. Yeah. It all sounds great. I'm going to call that 95% effect. No, I have, <laughs> I have no data. I have no data. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think it is worth exploring. Like if you're, if you are experiencing negative side effects and, and problems with your birth control, I mean, at least talk to your healthcare provider. Oh yeah. See what other options are out there for sure. Yeah. And don't I, just go right into eating, uh, yams. Yeah. But I mean, when I tried to talk to the doctor about it, they were pretty dismissive of my complaints about the problems with birth. Well, it was like, well, well you that- you either want a baby or you want, I mean, and it's just like, well, maybe I just don't, I want to feel good and not, you know. Yeah, right. We should, why not both, bro? Yeah. 
Yeah, and maybe... It shouldn't be a chore. Maybe there's another option. And I don't think the answer for me is to start adding hormones, you know? And I do have, like, some level of nicotine use that I still have, so I especially Mm -hmm. am not going to make the move to switch to that now. Yeah. So we need more we need more science because maybe there are other just devices that could be used that could be put in, you know, on a temporary basis mm-hmm. that would do a better job, too. I do want to say with the sponge, though, because uh, I'm all about the side effects. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a person that experiences side effects. <laughs> um, it can in- increase your risk of yeast infections, <gasps> which I was like, nope. Not for me. <laughs> Do you think that that's because of the spermicide? Ah, that's what I was wondering, man. That yeah. Also, toxic shock syndrome that you can get with tampons. Oh, if you forget about it, there. is it if yeah. you forget? I think it's if you forget because I also followed that up with "Do not leave in for more than thirty hours," which but, seems. But you are supposed to leave it in for like a certain while after the sex. I think. Hmm. Just soak it up and make sure those little guys are dead. Yeah. Yeah. Murder. And dryness. Dryness and allergic reactions are common, it says. Ugh. So I don't like that dryness. No. Yeah, I don't I don't love that either. We can't we still can't have it all. We just want to have sex <laughs> and not <can't>. have <laughs> Yeah, we can not have babies, um, and be super depressed and have complications <laughs> with our But if you do have a baby cycles. No one's gonna help you take care of it. You're not gonna get time off of work. You'll probably also be depressed. But like this week was Mother's Day. Mad props to the moms out <laughs> oh, there. Oh yeah, happy Mother's Day. <laughs> Speaking of no, seriously, <laughs> but like moms. Moms are out here. That's well. That's why we've been trying to prevent pregnancy so much because we know how hard your job is. <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to do what you're doing right now. You know, but and I mean, but I think that that's you know, it's cool that it. I mean, it's cool that we have options and choices about what to do now. But we definitely have a long way to go to get to a better balance, and where the burden just isn't on us. Right. Sounds good. um thanks for giving our episode a listen if you've tried any of these methods uh please let us know and if you've had success with one hey i don't know man i i don't know i've read i've just read so many positive things but then i worry that i'm just like getting into a deep internet community you know sometimes like Mm -hmm. the internet's just gonna give you back what you want to hear half the time right Mm-hmm. So if anyone has any personal experience they want to share, as always, we love that. And if you would like any Come Queen stickers, we have new stamps that we can send them to you. Just yes. review us on your favorite podcast platform and take a screenshot and send it our way. Uh, shout out to Bombay Gasoline, as always. <laughs> we love our theme music. And <laughs> <laughs> we will see you all next week. Words mean something